and we're back. Welcome to No Direction Beyond, your Starfinder news, reviews, and interviews podcast. I'm Alexander Agunas, No Direction's Everyman Gamer, and I'm joined, as always, by the most intrepid Starfinders this side of the galaxy. Hi, I'm James. I used to write Code Switch. Hi, I'm Dustin. I write stuff. Nice. Uh, so obviously this week, uh, it is the first week of June, and that means it's been about two weeks since the end of PaizoCon uh, 2022, and uh, there were Starfinder news and announcements there. And since we are a Starfinder news podcast when we're not covering catastrophes, then uh, we absolutely need to talk about all of the great new news that's going up. But uh, before we do, uh, let's ask James a quick question. James? What's your favorite part of Drift Crisis? Go. Uh, my favorite part of Drift Crisis is like the book or the, like the, the event? Anything. Okay, my favorite part of the book is uh, the Swarm uh, mini adventure path there because that is a, a great compendium of how to uh, get people to run uh, combats and insurgencies correctly because uh, those always get messed up in adventure paths. That's very true. I agree with that. Did you have a favorite one that you want to talk about, Dustin? Oh, I mean, my favorite part's just the idea that everyone could use it in their own way, and there's that air of mystery about it, and uh, it it makes all of our Starfinder games feel interconnected. That's true. I'm going to stick with Summoning Hounds of Tindalos is my favorite. That is, that's <laughs> never going to get old. <laughs> just, <laughs> and there's, there's officially no corner of the galaxy that's safe from player characters because now a Hound of Tindalos can come out of that angle. <laughs> um, but, you know, talking about new hardcovers, uh, I feel like the one thing that everybody always wants whenever we have a big PaizoCon is that we all want to hear the, the new hardcover. And uh, unfortunately, we don't know anything about any new hardcover after the one we already knew about. So the next hardcover was, con was uh, again, iterated to be Interstellar Species, uh, which should be a very exciting book. Yeah, it has some rules for uh, species creation, um, and it has the evolutionist and mm. other themes and stuff. Yeah. And, and drawbacks, which is cool. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's kind of the thing. Like, we know this book is coming we don't know anything about really what's in it. Like I've seen some art where like, there's a picture of like a Vlaka and a Noir and like a couple other aliens like playing poker. And like, we know that it's got the new class that was play tested last year, the evolutionist. And uh, the, what, 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 what did, did they tell us anything about drawbacks or just that they existed? I don't remember. Uh, just that anything. they existed. Yeah. So like we've, we know that they existed. Um, I guess like, what do you two think that this book is going to be like? I, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be full of a bunch of cool species, and uh, I really hope there's a few select ones that I really want to see in it. I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be this, but I'm expecting it to be Starfinder Advanced Race Guide from First Edition, mm. and I kind of don't want that. Um, <laughs> that's what i was thinking right okay so that, let me clarify uh the advanced race guide to me is a book that was very uh problematic because it tried to make a rule system for building races and it tried to present it as if like all the races in first edition were balanced and like no <laughs> like no, <laughs> no they weren't like if if you took the balance point as like the power as power level like as a feat like 
they they tried to say that like everything was balanced as like a package like this package is balanced but like if you look at the power level as like you know a feat it gives you a plus one bonus to attack rolls via weapon focus so this gives you a plus one is about the same like they were all over the place and like the the points where like it's it's really hard to take an existing rule system that did not have a strategic plan and put a strategic plan in place for it Uh, i could speak on that because i wrote the weapon design system in the weapon master's handbook way back in that player companion Mm -hmm. and it was it was the hardest thing i had ever done Mm -hmm. i I remember i I had to write it over my first gen con ever and there was one night where like i got up out of my room and i sat down in a lobby of a hotel and just like stared at every weapon in the game for two hours it was very difficult (laughs) and like (laughs) at at, at, like five o'clock in the morning and then i had to go run society right afterwards Um, yeah so like I'm, I'm hoping that's not what it's going to be. What I would much rather see is I would want to see uh, inner sea races, but with mechanics put in throughout it, if that makes sense. If you've ever seen inner sea races, it's basically like a whole list of like the culture and history of the, in, the, the major player ancestries in the inner sea region in first edition's rule set, of course. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I would much rather see. Like, tell me, tell me about what it means to be a noir. Tell me about what it means to be a dragon kid. Like, cool. Give me the information I want to know. So you yeah, want to see yeah. it a bit more like Lost Omen, like the Lost Omens ancestry book. Yes. Yeah, just something that doesn't uh, give the space trope of, hey, you're in space, so uh, your culture is obviously the same all yeah. across. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, during our pre-show, like when we're all just ch- hanging out and trying to like make sure we solidify what we're going to talk about before we actually go live, James and I were talking, and one of the things we were we mentioned is like, you know, normally I, I am of the opinion that like core races get too much attention or core ancestries in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, but like we don't even know if like the Galarian ethnic group survived into the like past the gap like do tns still exist i think they do i vaguely remember one of the strawberry machine cake uh drummers or something being yeah. labeled as tn i think they do but like if they do we don't know that <laughs> um yeah and, yeah do they yeah. know that is it just like everybody that was an absalom and they're, yeah. they're just like figuring it out as they go or like are there new ethnic groups that came out in the three centuries since like you know that starflight has existed because like you know, the, the 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 signal went out from Triune and, Abs- and Absalom Station in the third year after the gap. And it's like three, it's like 322 now. Like that's enough time for some new ethnic groups to like, you know, based on like shared experiences on like remote places. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's long, that's longer than uh, the, than uh, like the British settlers who came to America had to like make like an eth- uh, an american ident- cultural identity so like what kind of cultural identities exist in this universe i'm that's what i want i don't think we're going to get that i think we're going to get something else but fingers crossed i mean it does say that you get deep dives on 25 of the playable species so maybe that includes new ones or deep mm. dives on some of the older ones which would be good and there yeah. is an npc catalog which is good um okay so you can just grab them it's supposed to and the product page is about 100 npcs and uh, I, I miss the NPC codex because I'm lazy. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, that has been the hardest <laughs> part about running Teenage Wasteland, the home, my home game that I've been running. Like, I have to sit there and I have to make everything by hand. And, like, it's certainly easier in, uh, in Starfinder because, like, the charts are very streamlined. But, man, it's still work. Yeah. I would very, I would very much like an, and I, I guess you're right. It kind of sounds like a mix of an NPC codex and an advanced race guide. But I, we'll have to see what we get. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it should be helpful and useful, uh, whether it's everything that we'd want from this book, eh, but there's more mm -hmm. books to come. So I'm not- Indeed, and I know, I know the other hardcover is one you're very excited about, right? Yes, and I'm forgetting the other hardcover because my brain is soft. Oh, it's the one that it's it's the one that you used to get us all into Starfinder. Remember Armory? Oh, I was thinking the Dead Suns. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot that was going to be announced in a compendium hardcover. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Talked about in the pre-show. Man, my brain is soft. <laughs> well, uh, tell us about uh, before the before all the thoughts go. I tell us what you think about uh, a Dead Suns getting a compilation. Uh, I think it's a good way to re-experience it. Maybe they'll not likely to change anything because it is just supposed to be a compendium. Mm -hmm. um, but giving definitive ways to uh, replay into a game is good because I have the volumes I somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and if they were just all in one compendium, that might be a bit easier to deal with. Um, well, so it's probably more of a thing just to you know get more sales of something they did and hopefully in a better form factor. Uh, definitely. I love those mini books, like the mini rule books and stuff like that. Um, it seems stupid to buy it twice, but when it's actually usable, yeah. I agree. Uh, the other thing I think that's worth considering is like, I, I'm sure you remember because way back in the forever ago in 2017, like, do you remember we were at Gen Con and we stood in, you stood in line for like literally three hours to get your copy of that dead, of that dead son's book. Right. You remember? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then do you remember that I only got mine because uh, I wa I wrote a nat 20 at the Gen Con prize mm. table for, for a society play. And I got the last copy in the entire mm. hall that wasn't claimed. So like, oh. like, like the that book uh that uh, the the very first of all starfinder ap volume sold out in the first three months mm. and like you actually can't get a hardcover copy of it anywhere now except for when this uh, compilation comes out so that'll yeah. be good too i think they also said there was going to be additional npc information npc motivations uh oh. revised encounters minor okay the revised, the revised encounter is going to be very important because as with every game that ages it's beginning stuff is a little me a little mid a little medium in the fights mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I, I ran it maybe like a year after it came out and there was enough uh creep at that point that uh very few things were actual challenges unless it was my players uh hurting themselves oh, listen no. it's not it's not my fault that robin talked me into walking into a microwave oh i mean or when you just like fist fought a dinosaur or but i did so worms but I did so good <laughs> fighting the dinosaur and the, the worms part was terrible. You remember like we were like pretty sure that like if we played the rules right, I would have died. Yeah, but that's what, <laughs> that's what these games are about, right? <laughs> the, literally, we had to take a break between book one and book two because my character had to spend five days in a hospital getting dewormed. <laughs> now, now, did I, the dinosaur only use his fists? No. Uh, oh, then no, he no, cheated. No. That's no fair. Okay. No, no, it's, 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 it's fine. The dinosaur, uh, did not make it out of the fight. Oh, no. that, that, that was a fun fight. Uh, also, I only think that fight was fun though, because we won by default when I crit him and put the bleeding condition on yeah. him. <laughs> Turns out animals don't have a way to stop the bleeding condition. Oh, and no. here. <laughs> it's just sad at that point. You're just yeah. like, please, please just go to sleep. Yeah, it's like just we, we keep running, and it's like, ah, oh, all these <laughs> fluids—they keep coming out. Uh, it's very good. 
Um, I'm very excited to see this Dead Sons book. I think that it's going to be a good way to get more people into Starfinder. I think that uh, having your first adventure be readily available is important. Um, and adventures is kind of like the theme of this uh, PaizoCon for Starfinder. Because like, yeah, it definitely had a little bit of soldier in its teeth, uh, James. Uh, it was a lot of me, actually. Um, my poor, My poor fight boy. Um, uh, but like most of what we learned about at PaizoCon this year was adventure content. Uh, we've learned, we, we got, we already knew about one of the adventures that was coming out. We got a second one confirmed. We got a hardcover compilation of three adventures confirmed. And then we had all of the names of Drift Crashers, the next three-part adventure path get announced. And then we also have uh, the three-part adventure path Drift Hackers after that, making up for our, our next about not quite two years, but essentially two years of Starfinder. No, it's about a year of Starfinder because we have a book coming every other month now um, for uh, the Adventure Path line and then an, a, a standalone adventure on the off months. But what do you guys want to talk about first? We got lots of choices. Mm, probably Drift Crashers. Yeah. All right. So that's a good one um, because that one is the, I think I think that starts at Gen Con. I, I'm pretty sure that is the new Gen Con release. Um, the first book we've learned is called The Perfect Storm, and it's by No Direction's own Jessica Redekop, uh, which is very good. And now I'd like uh, every, I'd like all of our listeners to know that I sat down and I took the effort of writing a painstaking summary for every single one of these adventures and adventures path. And uh, I'm going to read this one for Drift Crashers 1, and I need you all to know that Brian and Param will not approve of my cheeky language here. <laughs> but but my summary based on what we know about this adventure is that it's the Starfinders go to hell. <gasps> <laughs> uh, I gotta write a note here so I could bleep that. Oh, oh no, my producer! How dare you? <laughs> um, so basically, what we know is that you're playing an adventuring group of uh, heroes that are in the drift when the drift crash happens, and the drift crash uh, sends you into hell because uh, bad stuff happens. We learned from uh, John Compton on our last episode that one of the consequences of the drift crashing is that it literally just started sputtering material out into the other planes. And in this case, you are the material being sputtered. You are now in hell, enjoy. But uh, lucky for you, you have a strange device on your starship, uh, some kind of weird artifact that allows your starship to uh, drift jump through the planes rather than just through the drift. Mm. And uh, it turns out that there's somebody in hell who really wants that, uh, probably for an infernal invasion of some kind. And so you've got to stop them from invading all the planes with hell's infinite infernal army. Or at least that's what it looks like. Don't don't take me on that back part because we don't actually know if the bad guy is a devil or not yet. <laughs> yeah, it could be an Asura. Ooh. Yeah, it could it's be just about anything. Um, yeah, it is never an Asura. Those, those, I don't even think they got converted to Starfinder yet. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like, you know, for most of the outsider types, like you have Pathfinder where every book that comes out, they add like three or four new ones. And then in Starfinder, they're like, here is one demon. It is this ugly baby that is connected to the internet. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that might be a daemon. I don't remember. But I hate it, I hate it that's, anyway. That's, that's absolutely a monster that exists in Starfinder. And there's another one where it's like, instead of just one uh, ugly baby, it's an entire Overwatch team of ugly babies plugged into the same team cop. Oh, <laughs> the stupid rat king of ugly internet babies. <laughs> exactly. So um, 
that's the first book that we know about. The second one is called uh, Nightmare Scenario. And that one is by uh, Paizo's own Jenny Drzabski. Uh, Dr- uh, uh, the Starfinders basically use their device to go to the astral plane. And uh, the description tells us a major spoiler. They apparently get to meet Desna. Mm-hmm. which uh, I would love to know the spicy that goes into uh, Starfinders hanging out with Desna. Cause as far as I know, like they had like, there, there's like a scene in carrying crown that involves Desna, but nobody's ever just chilling with Desna in the astral plane. Like that's like going to her house and knocking on her front door and being like, yo, Desna, can we chill? Well, <laughs> uh, Jenny did spoil in the happy anniversary Starfinder that uh, she and Isabel Lee wrote uh, a big back matter article in that volume about the Church of Desna and apparently magical girls. Mm. Ooh, that should be fun. I mean, you know, not it's, like I've got very recre- I got very recreator vibes. Uh, hopefully it ends better for your <laughs> magic girls and the magic girl, not anime. It never ends well for magical <laughs> girls. I, I've heard uh, made Dust, suffer. Dustin <laughs> Dustin very desperately wants me to watch Madoka and I you heard should. You should. <laughs> it's so good yeah. it's science it fiction well, but, yeah yeah the, it is unironically well, good well, but the problem is that Dustin tells me I have to watch 20 years of magical girls, girls first to understand no, no, the tropes no, that no, are being no. subverted no. No, 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 just watch one episode of Cardcaptor <laughs> and you'll be fine I've yeah. seen Cardcaptor Sakura oh then oh, you'll be then, fine, then, you'll be fine. Yeah. okay <laughs> All right. I, I mean, like, I didn't watch it religiously, but like, I saw the concept of she finds monsters and waves her magic staff and yeah. puts the guy into the card. And Sailor Moon is technically a magical girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually. Okay. I've seen Sailor Moon too. There we go. Um, so maybe I will watch Madoka and have my art, my eyes destroyed by whatever terror awaits me in that anime. Um, but before that happens, uh, book three of Drift Crashers is called Masters of Space and Time, which is by uh, Ron Lundin, formerly of both No Direction and Paizo. Uh, and uh, it, the, 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 what we got is a crazy Tesseract has appeared and the Starfinders have to stop hell from using it to cause a calamity, uh, which certainly is quite a way to end a level five to six adventure path. <laughs> Are you going to find one of those apocalypse level dropships from the core rule book or the core monster book? I would I love to so. see that. Just CR 20 and you're just like, what am I, what am I that's, here? That's so good. Yeah, no, this, I, both of the, I'd like to point out to anybody who is listening because Lava Being in chat just says this plot seems to ask a lot from level six and seven players. And that is very valid. Both of these adventure paths acts a lot of relatively low level pathfinders and it's great so that's the first one uh that is drift crashers uh dustin would you like to take us on a magical journey through drift hackers uh i will take you on a magical journey through drift hackers certainly uh so drift hackers will be coming out uh following drift crashers uh the first book is a light in the dark by jessica catalan and according to these brilliantly written notes I have, Starfinders <laughs> arrive in Alluvion and have to unite the Trionites to fix the drift. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, Alluvion is like, it's actually pretty cool because Alluvion is first introduced in the Dead Sun's adventure path. It's not, it doesn't feature as a location, but it's got like a back matter article there. And as a result, you have like, oh, hey, guess what? After, uh, four years we're finally going to get to use that back matter article 
It's <laughs> more <some> reality. <laughs> more dusted notes. Starfinder is a tabletop role-playing game. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, just for those of you who don't know, uh, Jessica Catalan is also a Paizo employee. She works for uh, the Starfinder Society, part of the organized play program. So uh, it should be very interesting. We got another Paizo author here on this one. <laughs> oh yes yes our uh drift drift hackers 2 is going to be called clockwork demons which uh that's dang exciting for me because i love clockwork and this is by quinn murphy who i am 90 percent sure has done a lot of org play scenarios yeah and i think he also did one of the strength of thousands uh, adventure path volumes um he 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 has a lot for for a guy who's relatively new to the freelancing scene quinn has a lot of work under him and it's a lot of impressive work so it should be very cool to see what he does unfortunately for the next two volumes we don't have product descriptions of these ones yet so uh i don't know work demons i mean have we seen clockwork and starfinder before seems a little retro uh I mean, yeah. there's a there's a type of outsider that uses that as a mechanism, right? Am I tripping? No, I think you're right. Yeah, it's like the the things that worship Bry. There's some clockwork stuff. Oh, in that, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bry is one of the three parts of Triune. So like, and you're on Triune's holy city for this one. So makes sense. And it's a three part AP. So I don't know. Maybe each one might focus on a different aspect. I have no idea. Probably not. Probably not. Oh my god, that makes way too much sense. What do you mean it doesn't? <laughs> Uh, and absolutely nobody, especially here, would know anything about Drift Hackers 3 into the Dataverse. No, by, no. Uh, I don't know. Who did that one? I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't know that last name. It's like a Googles or something. God, what uh, a bad last name. Things are going to change. Alexander uh, Agugas. Agugas. Alexander. Agugas. Agunas. That's what it is. Oh, oh. Yeah. So um, this is my first Adventure Path volume. Uh, I am writing Drift Hackers 3 into the Dataverse. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they're both clapping very quietly for me. I appreciate it. Um, so uh, obviously you're not going to hear me spoil it, but uh, I'm very excited. Uh, it's, it's a very Alex adventure. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's a very Alex adventure. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, I'm very excited for it to come out. And uh, let me tell you, the hardest thing uh, I've ever done for No Direction was to sit here and do two back-to-back -back Drift Crisis episodes, <laughs> knowing that I was the person who was writing the conclusion of that book and like everything that would be canon. And I'm and I have to sit going like, yeah, wow. I don't know. Like any of these could be the canon ending. Like, <laughs> what could it be? And then someone point out like, oh, well, they tell you who did it. I'm like, great. Yeah, totally. That's absolutely who did it. Because the book says so. <laughs> Wasn't me. It's the book. The book says it's the architects, not me. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Is, is there a dataverse? Do you go uh, into it? Yes. I will confirm that there is a dataverse and you go into it. And um, Oh my God, it's I, Log Horizon. Yeah, no, I, 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 oh my God. Listen, you have to understand that like I spammed, listen to like Log Horizon and like the Tron movie soundtrack and the Ready Player One movie soundtrack. Like I'm, I was in the zone. It was good. You didn't just um, play the opening database on a loop, like 10 hours of database? That wait, wait I, I, there's more than just that on the, the Log Horizon soundtrack? <laughs> I thought it was just that one song. <laughs> 
God, there's going to be people who aren't weebs listening to us, and they're going to have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, there's an anime log horizon. It's an isekai. They go into a computer. But the opening song is fire. And it, right. it does start with the monotonous database. Database is the opening. That's all it is. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. So but good. yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to ha- having everybody hear it and talk about it when it comes out. Um, it's a little bit daunting because traditionally the later books in the APs uh, never sell quite as well. But please... You can buy it just for me. It's Aww. good. <laughs> just for me. Every sale goes directly to my heart and then Paizo's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, then after that, the other two adventures we're getting, like I mentioned, uh, we get like a modules, essentially, like the old Pathfinder module line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go every other week opposite the AP, vo- or every other month. Gosh, every other week would be great, but I'm pretty sure Jason Keeley would die. Um, <laughs> uh, but they get them every other month uh, opposite the other one. And we have the two names of the next two modules, and they're very exciting. Uh, I feel like one of them is going to be right up James's alley. Uh, which one do you like better of these two, James? Uh, how about Redshift Rally? Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I thought you yeah. were going to say def- to defy the dragon. No. What? I don't care about dragons. Dragons are... No, but it's it's all about getting a mech and fighting a dragon in a mech. Yeah, but it's a dragon. They're just people, right? <laughs> uh, okay. It's like they just own real estate. It's like fighting, it's like fighting like Jeff Bezos, right? <laughs> if, listen, if Ken Kendra, if you are listening, if you write an adventure path for Pathfinder Infinite where I have to put together a mech to fight Jeff Bezos, I will buy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Red Shift Rally is like um what is that that Pathfinder scenario? The the race, the race for the chalice? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I, I so I don't know if it's true, and I wrote this in my notes, but to me it sounds like it's wacky racers, but Starfinder yeah. around Absalom, yeah, yeah or and, around the world in eighty days. Like it's 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 just a a big triathlon when you speed racer your way into a competition to help out after uh, I, unfortunate circumstances. I have to admit that sounds amazing. I I kind of want both of these, and I like I, it's it's funny because like I'd say like of the four that we know of, like the two we have, the two that we're getting, like these. Two two are the ones where i like i'm that meme with like the the girl is behind me and i'm turning around and looking like ooh, like uh over over my shoulder looking at to, to defy the dragon and uh redshift <laughs> rally because like these two feel like they understand the the flavor that i like in starfinder um one of the things that actually a couple weeks uh, it might even just been a couple days ago uh for us it probably would have been on like the 6th of june or something uh mm-hmm. they put up a twitter post on paizo that was like what to you make starfinder starfinder and i was like the humor i was like <laughs> starfinder is at its best when the content is so relatable that it's funny but it's not like it's not like you're making fun of it it's like this is amazing and i love it because it's hilarious yeah it's, it's, it's like a mirror to what like the world is and just yeah. through uh, an absurdist lens yeah uh, exactly exactly like, the my, like how in my very first starfinder adventure i stood in line for six hours to get a uh to get a music album yeah <laughs> it was amazing i was yeah. like oh my god this is yeah. great because i don't have to actually do this in real life my character <laughs> suffers for the time the starfinder runs in here's there's a bad guy uh, immediately stabs the bad guy without thinking that that bad guy's a nerd and then you wait for the ambulance to come because you just stabbed a level one hacker <laughs> <laughs> or man I, I love the one with the death hallway yeah 
where where it's like it's a hallway and the entire hallway is irradiated and superheated <laughs> and it's just a, or i mean so i'm not i'm gonna be real the death hallway gets used so often in starfinder it's basically a trope and every time it comes up i love it equally like do you remember in dead and dead sons where they resident evil laser you yeah yeah like it's so good or like the time in in dead sons where uh the monster tries to pull you into a, a giant puddle of acid Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like I love it. Just every time that this game can be ridiculous, it's great. <laughs> oh, that I, I don't think enough people played the scenario, but the scenario, the Starfinder Society scenario, where you're fighting it and then basically invulnerable golem, <laughs> and you're not fighting it because you can't win, mm-hmm. and you're just figuring out how to stop it by running around the complex as mm-hmm. it takes its ten feet of movement every round or whatever. <laughs> just the look on people's faces when they're like, "I'm just gonna try it," and then you have to have it do something. To de- to help demonstrate that no, this isn't a fight. This is this is an escape. That's so good. So good. What about what about you, Dustin? Which one of these two adventures are you most excited about? Oh, uh, Redshift Rally. I I love Promare and Redline. So I want. Is Promare the one with the genius meme that you always use on me? No, Promare is a very the most trigger movie you'll ever see. It's very yeah, it's stylized, heavily stylized, goofy. Like oh, is it stylized. the fire one? Yeah, uh, Gurren on yeah. firefighters. Oh, okay, no, got it. All right. Oh, yeah. Or am I thinking? What's the race one? Oh, it's Redline then is what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Redline mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking of. The is is all uh, race cars, like heavily stylized trigger race cars. But yes, I mean you could watch a lot of you know different race movies to pump yourself up for Redline. But um, I, I I like races. I loved the idea when I read that like the you'll have races over like water, over the air, mm-hmm. on the ground. I'm like, oh, okay, that's really cool. That's there's a lot more going to this than just there will be one race sequence and the rest of it will be other stuff. No, no, no. There's a lot of racing in this and I'm live in that. Yeah. I know you do love races. Uh, I'm going to interrupt for two things quickly. First one, uh, Milo V3 in chat says there is a third party fifth edition adventure where you go into the dungeon Azamon and fight the mecha, mecha dragon made of gold uh, Belzebos. Uh, I, <laughs> I kind of love that like non-ironically. Uh, I, I kind of love that non-ironically. Uh, the other thing is uh, remember that uh, we are re- uh, recording this episode live. So anybody who is watching with us live, you're welcome to throw your questions or your comments out and uh we'll definitely pull you in here because uh we've only been talking for about 30 minutes and we're on the last thing that was announced at Pfizer Country Starfinder already like well I guess the non-accessory thing because uh honorable mention spell cards are finally coming to Star- Starfinder yeah, yeah I like spell cards I own a deck they were very I do too I so like Pathfinder second edition has a deck of cards called the deck of endless npcs that dustin did a show on recently mm-hmm. i don't understand why we don't have this for starfinder there's like a billion species in starfinder just mm-hmm. just and you could just keep making expansions like, yeah you could do it like it's just print them out forever yeah. or or like gosh you know even better like i we know that canonically marikoi have seven genders and all seven of them are needed to reproduce so then you could just like with with the current system in the deck uh, the npc deck there's like two members of every gender for every species so that's 14 cards right there all of them are these bug-eyed monkey guys it's great <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the money just prints itself, Eric Mona. Do it. Um, <laughs> uh, so the last thing that was announced uh, is Starfinder Society Season 4, Year of Redemption's Rise. 
Um, we had an episode on that where we had a special and we brought on Linda Zayas, Zayas Palmer and we brought on Jessica Catalan and we learned a little bit about it there. Uh, we know the society has indirectly caused some major problems and now there's a group of people, uh, the term I use is Luddites, which is a real word term, but it's basically people who don't like technology and want to see a technological regression. Uh, and they want to reduce the pack world's reliance on technology, uh, presumably because the Starfinders had something to do with data scourge, but we won't really know more about that until that scenario drops in a couple months, weeks, something like that. Right? Doesn't that scenario come out in July? At uh, Origins? I thought that was played at Paizo. Aren't they played at Paizo? Oh, it is Origins now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's or I think okay. Starfinder is Origins and Paizo is Gen Con usually. I could be wrong. Uh, if, if I'm wrong, someone in chat tell me that they've already announced who the bad guy is. Um, yeah, oh, we do know John. John Godek, No Direction's own uh, digital diviner is in chat and uh, telling us that we know uh, who caused it. So the person in that scenario caused it, um, which I think is the ending cap of season four, right? Because this new season is season five here, Redemption's Rise. My bad. Um, and uh, we know that. And we also know that Organized Play has given everybody... 80 free achievement points for both games uh, to buy characters. So uh, if you want to go make something weird, you now have 80 free achievement points to do it with. Yeah. So happy and I about think, that. And I think they unlocked a whole bunch of additional species, right? Like they made them always, because like every year they add more species to the always available list for Starfinder 2. And I think they added like uh, Dragon. Yeah, they added Dragonkin. They added, um, I think that the, they're not called Triaxians, they're called Reforians, there we go. Uh, and a couple other like common pack worlds ones, um, which is good, you know, there, there, there's a couple rules, like if you're playing a uh, Dragonkin, you have to write on your boon sheet that you get from achievement points who your partner bond is, and you cannot change it unless that character is permanently killed, which is interesting, you know, it's neat, I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. uh, John says they added the trucks. They don't even have like a canonical homeworld yet, though, right? Yeah, they do. It's Lavaria. The moons really? are Lavaria, right? I think. Oh. Yeah, they come I... from like satellite moons. Okay. Cool. That's fine then. More pack world species makes sense. Um, I think that 80 free achievement points is nice, but I still don't think that it solves the core issue of uh, it still being kind of gatekeepery, especially behind content. And I still don't think the problem solves the issue of achievement points being the primary way you bring your character back to life, especially in Starfinder, where uh, the JRPG uh, nature of armor and weapons means that you don't really have money to spend on resurrection ever. So like you basically need to use the achievement points to come back to life. Uh, so I think it's a good start. Uh, I think that more should be done and needs to be done. And I still think that the way that the points are allocated makes the system feel like a kind of uh, a kind of attempt to funnel players into GMing, which I'm going to be honest, I have met players that I played with that I really do not like to GM under. And I think that that's okay to let to not have to push that hard, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I think every lodge in every area is different, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fair. I, I mean, fair. Well, it was, was there any dumb things that you could add to a character? Because I just have like a 15th level envoy just sitting around with 80 points can i get like more spaceships or another bus or something Probably. I, just want some, I just want something that's stupid or i'm just gonna make a character that just runs in and kills itself <laughs> you're right, so you're, you'll you'll spend 80 80 achievement points to make a character of like a really cool species and just have them run in and kill themselves yeah they'll they'll hold like 
necklaces of, of force or something like that or translocator just and just explode on things because that's <laughs> hilarious to me <laughs> you're like wow look i'm this rare vlaka from parts unknown watch me turn in from a good boy into a dead boy <laughs> yeah yeah oh i'm in trouble all right <laughs> just scoop me up so we can go back <laughs> <laughs> oh no you just go play in every scenario where there's a chance to lose a limb <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if you just let me make a character that is completely messed up, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Listen, I played enough scenario, enough adventures with you to know that that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. uh, I I haven't forgotten Cheatham or Serendipa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, so that's kind of all we know about. Uh, from there, the future is a witch warper of endless possibility. Oh, you're trying to stop me, Dustin. Yeah, so what about uh, uh, Drift Crisis Case Files? Case Files! I forgot about Case Files. Yeah. Right, why don't you take yeah, it since you Case Files me. by uh, Dave Nelson, Emily Parks, and Andrew White. Uh, there are three adventures set at level 3, 7, and 10 uh, mm -hmm. in one book. Uh, they are different adventures in which player characters play as private detectives for the galaxy-wide eyes-wide agency, and it's up to the PCs to get the bottom of three mysteries that were made all the more mysterious thanks to all the complications from the Drift Crisis. And it will be coming out in March 2023. Very cool. I like that. Uh, I think that small... For it, it reminds me of Mysteries of Candlelight Keep. Uh, it's a Dungeons & Dragons book where they have a whole bunch of, like, little uh, adventures into one big thing that are all kind of like themed around being stories kept in a library and mm -hmm. it's pretty cool uh, i like that yeah um yeah i agree with that james uh definitely i have a i have my skittermander solarian in that arc uh, i do that too uh he's such a good skittermander he just wants to explode with saren ray's love on everybody starfinder seeker arc or riot well if you, if you do like skittermanders in the drift crisis there's also a free rpg day adventure uh coming out later this month which oh. is all about what's happening to the Skittermander pregens during the Drift Crisis. Skitter warp. Yes. Good stuff. I like the warp. Warp everything. Uh, and then, you know, now that I'm actually looking at your notes and not just my notes, I could also see that uh, they have announced that there are Starfinder Alien Archive bestiary cards. Yeah. Uh, there is the first set is is Alien Archives 1 and 2 in, uh, combined, and the second one is 3 and 4. So together, that will be all of them. Very exciting. Uh, we're also getting pocket editions of Alien Archives 1 and 2, Armory and Pack Worlds, coming out uh, through the months of June to September. Very cool. Um, and I think that officially is all of it, right? There we go. We, we, we did it all this time. I'm not jumping. Uh, that was everything that was announced, yeah. Cool. So... Why don't we take a minute then, and of this list, what has each of you the most excited? Mine is cheating. Obviously, mine is my Adventure Path volume, so like we don't need to talk about me anymore, because I can't say anything. Yeah, that is a huge cheat. It's super cheat. I if kinda, I had... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I kind of want to look at that Adventure Path, because like, I just want to make fun of you. I mean... Listen, they'll give me a free copy of it. I'll give you a free copy of it. And you, and you can make fun of me for free. It's fine. Uh, for me, it's probably spell cards because that's the thing I'll get the most use out of besides a hardcover. Uh, awesome. You gotta really, play a pre Yeah, I, I, I can't like guarantee that I can get or, or run any new games at the time being. So something that helps me learn all these new spells that keep getting printed uh, while oh I just refuse to pay spellcasters, you know. 
oh my gosh listen like the new spells in galactic magic are amazing there's one called usurp magic where if someone casts a spell you can basically force them to change all the targets to whatever you want if you pass like a one a, a dispel it's great uh i've wow. used it on i've used it on dustin several times it's so funny that's amazing. So I funny. love making wizards upset. That's my favorite pastime <laughs> in these games. We don't there's, get anything. <laughs> Too there's, bad. There's like five spells specifically for making casters upset. There's suppression field. There's dampen magic. There's usurp spell. There's ma- magic seal and greater magic seal. It's so good. It's so good. I don't see the casters getting EMP spells. <laughs> Well, yeah, because they'd be cool if they did. No, you're just going <laughs> to suffer. That's what you do. Sometimes you do great things, but most of the time, you're just just to suffer. Or heal. Yeah. yeah, pick up a rifle and get in there. Listen, you want an EMP spell? Go and buy a couple EMP grenades and just hit armor class five. You can do it. Yeah, I tried, but then you read them and you have to do a counteract check against every device they're holding. And I'm like, I don't want to spend 15 minutes rolling a D20 that many times. That's fair. Sometimes complication is the greatest balancing factor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, the Humble Bundle that's going on, the Starfinder Humble Bundle. Oh, the yeah. The Starfinder Humble Bundle. Starfinder Humble Bundle. That is linked in chat. And, uh, yeah, that's a great way to get a paper, a uh, physical copy of the armory for uh, a great price, plus all the other books that come with the bundle. All the other PDFs. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. It does say $426 value, and I feel like that's just a missed opportunity, but I understand why. Yeah. Yeah, it's what it is. Sometimes telling sometimes telling people how much they save is a good thing. You should. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if only yeah. they save six dollars less, but it's what it is. So, which one of these is your favorite, Dustin? What are you? Most oh, excited I about? mean, into the dataverse is what I'm most excited about. But you said that's uh, cheating, so uh, I'm gonna have to pull back to light in the dark, actually, because like I want to learn more about space Desna, and uh, I like maho shoujo i like magical girls so i want to oh, that one's those. that one's nightmare scenario not light in the dark make oh, sure is? you buy the book yeah nightmare scenario is, is oh magical it is girls i'm sorry i i was scrolling here wrong i saw light in the dark and instantly thought of like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah no That's fair. nightmare scenario by uh jenny uh Jerzowski. uh yeah i i think if i had to pick one that wasn't my own adventure path volume i would have to pick redshift rally for mine if only this, there are two reasons one wacky speed racers in starfinder and i'm gonna tell you even if there's no wacky speed racers in this adventure every time i run them they will all be wackified <laughs> every single one of them that that very nice yosoki driver who's trying his best he now has a cheese mobile that great noir engineer who knows everything he presses a button and horns come out and he starts you know trying to trying to, to ram people off the road like the possibilities are endless in a universe like starfinders uh, and us that's not an endless possibility. Uh, my college had Banana Day, and a giant banana car would just drive around and get out <laughs> banana t-shirts. That's was, it, it, didn't get, it didn't give out actual bananas? No, they did, but they also gave out t-shirts, and everybody wanted a t-shirt because it's free clothes. Yeah. That's fair. That's true. Um, the yeah. other reason I'm really excited for Redshift Rally is that uh, as much as I am more excited about Redshift and Defy the Dragon than I was about Junker's Delight or uh, Liberation of Locust One, both of those two adventure volumes had incredibly good player content. Uh, Junker's Delight has the Junkomancer archetype, and uh, which is super fun. And the, um, the other one ha- is the one that has the healing guns, the guns where you shoot people and it heals them. <laughs> yeah. It's, listen, I, I'm going to be honest. I would, I would never allow those at my table. They are not well balanced, but 
they're really funny and sometimes it's funny that counts more than anything wait i missed those i had i had a gun that did the shield yeah, yeah, no, no they, they heal. They uh, Alex and I talked about it for like an hour when we first saw them. There's there's now healing guns too, shield and healing guns. Oh my well, god. So the thing is with the healing guns is that they they need special batteries that aren't like standard batteries. Mm -hmm. And when they use a battery, that battery is burned out forever. They can't be recharged. That's like so, money. Yeah, it's just money. But it's it's basically like putting it's like getting a gun with spell throwing on it and just quick loading healing serums or, or Mr. Cures and, and just shooting people for healing. It's so good. So you can full like, attack with, with a shield gun and a heal gun just to like prop <laughs> people up. And and do you know what it also means? It means that you can officially make Ana. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I, oh my. I, I, so if anybody hasn't learned this before, I played a pacifist envoy for 16 levels. I don't think I like actually shot anything in anger, only using the non-lethal options. No, listen, listen. James is underselling this character because there was one point where we go into an adventure and like there's a big magnet thing that disarms you of all like your gear and stuff. And James goes in there and he gets disarmed of all of his gear, but all I can take from him is a level one automatic pistol that he's had for 12 levels at that point. And still in the box. And you could just see our GM like looks up and says, Really? That's what I get from you. And James is like, here's my character sheet and like the look of disapproval I, i'm pretty sure it was barnett who was GM. and the look of disapproval on his face was amazing i had like, helpful tools i had fire extinguishers i had stuff to make people survive and talk yeah, it's good it was good it's good uh very good all right so we've talked about all the cool starfinder stuff that's coming out all the paizo announcements have been talked about we talked about the new year of society play, all the accessories. Uh, we talked about the fact that I'm a, apparently an adventure path author now. Yeah. Uh, I think we hit everything. Are we missing anything that we should have talked about? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. I think we got it all. Uh, so I guess uh, final thoughts and impressions of this, uh, this wonderful announcement period of PaizoCon. Uh, let's start with Dustin this time, and then I'll go and James, you can have the final say. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see what species end up in interstellar species. Uh, I'm super excited. So many, uh, fellow no direction colleagues got AP volumes and, uh, I kind of want to, I've been considering since just since watching the stream, I don't have the time for it, but I, I wish I had the time to play some Starfinder society because, uh, uh, the previous season looks really fun and watching them, directly tied to the next season looks really exciting too neat uh for me i my final thoughts are that uh i'm excited there's a lot of cool things coming uh honestly if there is anything that y'all holding back i think you should have announced it personally uh i feel like as cool as the list we had it is we don't really have like a big like aha the big cool thing is coming it's like we've got interstellar species and we don't really know anything about it and we don't really know how to hype it so uh it was fine i think that uh we've had better years with more exciting things to talk about after PfizerCon. uh hopefully uh there's a big announcement that somebody has uh up their sleeve that they're ready to slap out at gen con and get us our hype meters exploded uh to infinity and beyond wow wow buzz like your cloak I know. Listen, they, they, they just they just brought that movie back. Like it's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, they're 
so it's not Toy Story. There's like a movie called Buzz Lightyear, and then like in canon, mm. it's the movie that Andy saw that made him like want the toy. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, from this it's a, from this uh, Pines of Kind, it's a lot for me at least. A lot of quality of life books and releases. Yeah. Uh, and I like anything that makes my life a bit easier. Um, especially at the table, it's easier to pick up a book than it is uh, to look stuff up online. Um, it is a little bit weird having a lot of your Keystone items be based off of a book that's already released to give them both value. Um, I'm yeah. sure it'll all work out in the end. And while yeah, they've had better years, we've had worse years. God, we have had worse years. Yeah, like it, regardless of like what the overarching um, releases are, in general, there's enough in them that even if you're not interested in that specific item, there's stuff in it that help you do what you want in other uh, yeah. games or areas. So I'm always optimistic about Starfinder because that it's it keeps on giving. It does. I agree. And I, I you know, I've uh, right now, like I'm not blown away, but like I got my fingers crossed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping in the in my heart of hearts that uh, that Interstellar Species is something that's going to knock my socks off because I really want you guys to knock my socks off. I really do. I love telling you guys how great you are, like we did with Drift Crisis. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess that's probably it for our show tonight. Do we have any shout outs that we want to do? No, I'm good. Um, let me think. I don't think anything big got announced about the. Oh, <gasps> did we? Uh, John, I think, is in chat. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to like give a, a quick shout out. John Goddick uh, with the network is kind of like he he's like the master of ceremonies of kind of like our sister show uh they do uh digital di uh divinations so like there it's a starfinder focused show that talks about like different things that are going on and gives like uh suggestions and tips about what is uh going on with starfinder and how you can make your starfinder game better definitely worth listening to if uh you are you know around and you got the time and the reason that i bring it up is uh that uh for that show <laughs> we um we lost ron lundine right he's not going to be available with the network anymore so they have a brand new co-host and i'm very excited because i love jason keely he's the best and i think he's going to bring a lot to john and their energy is going to be good john is in chat telling us that they just recorded their first new show with him and uh yeah should be good oh pog well, uh, if I have a shout out, I guess it would be that Aaron Shanks tweeted uh, about a week ago that there will be a uh, Starfinder Infinite celebration, August 15th through the 28th. So um, not sure of any other details other than that. Cool. Anything you want to shout out to, James? No. That's cool. No problem. Uh, for any of you who are watching us live, uh, uh, Justin and I are going to go hang out in the uh, private sanctum for a little bit if you're one of our patrons. Remember, you can go on our Patreon. Uh, you can go to nodirectionpodcast.com and find our Patreon and our Discord. Uh, that your patron is how we literally keep the lights on at the network. Uh, we could not do anywhere near the amount of coverage that we do without your help. So every little bit uh, is very much appreciated. And then our Discord is like the chillest place on the internet to talk about Starfinder and Pathfinder. Uh, we are very well modulated. We have a really cool group of people who talks about really fun and interesting things. And we also have all the scoops all the time. So uh, please pop on over, say hi, join us. And uh, until next time, go beyond with no direction. <laughs>